It is Monday, January 24th, 2022. And yes, we usually don't have baseball today on a Monday, but because we have the Hall of Fame announcement coming, we wanted everybody to fully digest this show before it becomes a little dated, as we like to say in the business. That's Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. It's good to have you along for the ride. We greatly appreciate it. And yes, today is all about the Hall of Fame. And I know you're shaking it. Explain to me why you're shaking your head a little bit. I just feel like I'm going to get skewered for anything I say. I have some, I'm not interesting. I feel like I have some opinions that just aren't very, that might not be received well on like what we have as social media. So that's okay for today's episode. Okay. Don't be scared. Mad at me. They yell at you. It's, you know, it's a thing. What in the world do you think you could say that we haven't heard about a lot of these guys who have been on the ballot for a decade now? I mean, what? You're, you're right. I mean, I, I just, the Hall of Fame means something, I think, differently to me than it does to a lot of people. Hmm. I don't view it like that, but. You don't view it as what? The Holy Grail, like the end all yes. be all, like you don't hear harps playing when you walk through. Have you, first of all, have you been? I have. It's been a long time since I've been. I think I was 12 okay. years old. I, I did the Cooperstown, like little league thing yeah. which by the way probably the best player to ever play in that yeah um probably. i just view it as you know and people say this this, is, this isn't a, a hot take i view it as more of a museum showing showcasing the best players and all the best storylines and all mm-hmm. that stuff i understand like you do there's some financial aspect to getting voted into the hall of fame you, you can make some money you, your platform rises um so like I don't know, man. I, I think I th- honestly, if you're, this is my take. Okay. I'm just going to start it with this. If you're on the hall of fame ballot, like I feel like almost 80% of those guys should be in the hall of fame. Like I want hmm. more people in the hall of fame. Got it. So that's now we can talk about it now that you kind of know my stance. Okay. Well, let me go over a few things you said. First of all, it is a museum. Yes. Okay. So don't act like, don't say, first of all, I feel like it's a museum. It is a museum. Okay. And, th- and that's exactly what it is. It is there so that people can walk through generations from now and try to connect the dots of a sport that they love. Or maybe it's a sport that isn't their first love, but they want to learn a little bit more about it. And that's why you go to Cooperstown is to find out more about it. Um, for me, it is a special place. I went as a kid um, when I was probably 13 or so. I went one summer with a family. And then I, I didn't return until our youngest was playing in Cooperstown four years ago and set up a special tour, and it was phenomenal. Couldn't believe it. Amazing pictures. Of, we got to go to the special area, fortunately. Ooh, the, I, the vaulted area? Yes. So, I mean, you're talking about Chris being Rose, able to bro. hold Babe Ruth's bat. Or, that's badass. That's or, what I want the that's what I want the Hall of Fame to be like. Like I, hey, stuff. I'm with you. The plaques, I'm with you. like whatever, man. Well, but there is all that. That that is the fun part. I mean, you get to walk through and everything is encased. Yeah, but you Very know few. that's not what we're talking about. We're the actual going to the Hall of Fame is different than what we're about to talk about. Okay, you're right. But let's talk about it. For those of you that aren't familiar with all the rules, the BBWAA votes every year. Uh, there's close to 500 voting members. Not everybody votes that is eligible to vote. We'll get to that momentarily. Uh, in order for a player to make it, they need to receive 75% approval rating on the ballot. 
If you don't get 5% in a given year, you get knocked off the ballot. The voting is not perfect. It is far from perfect. There are some people still voting who haven't covered baseball in years. There are, Bob Costas knows this sport better than anybody. He's never had a vote because he's not a member of the BBWAA. So there are flaws in the voting system. With all of that being said, let's get to the main topics at hand. And let's start with a guy that's a seven-time at league MVP and a seven-time Cy Young Award winner. And it's their 10th and final chance to be on the ballot. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. How upset will you be if they don't hear their name called, which is it's trending in that direction? It's a, it's a joke, an absolute joke. Okay, my like when I'm researching guys on baseball reference, typically when you see a Hall of Fame guy, he's like 70 war, pro, like right around that. Like you're going to get guys that are a little bit higher than that. And you, you, you rarely see guys lower than that. You know, that's kind of like what I see as the benchmark. Barry Bonds. Uh-huh. Let me get this up. 162. Oh, my God. Okay. The guy's got 762 homers. Like, you, you, we all know the numbers. How can this guy not be in the Hall of Fame? I get it. Steroid accusations. It doesn't matter. What this guy did on the baseball field needs to be in a museum that talks about the history of baseball. Kurt Schilling. Or excuse me, Roger Clemens. We'll get the Kurt Schilling. 139 more. Again, seven times Cy Young. Like this guy is part of baseball history. Whether you like what he did or not, whether he's made some mistakes or not, he's part of the story of baseball. They both need to be to get in. And I believe they both will get in, just maybe not by the writers. I don't think there's the in. other way to get in, which is the veterans committee. I don't think they're getting in there. I definitely don't think because there was major pushback a couple of years ago by a lot of veterans in a letter signed by the late Hall of Famer Joe Morgan, who said, we don't want them in there. And it's one of the reasons that Jeff Passan, who was part of my Hall of Fame special, does, it's the reason he doesn't vote anymore. I just don't agree with that at all. How can you tell the story of baseball without mentioning these can't. two guys? You can't. And, and really, I think. And tell the story. That's the thing. Tell the story in the, mm-hmm. in the museum. Hey, this is Barry Bonds. Look at these numbers. They're very shiny and beautiful. Probably the best offensive player in the history of baseball. Mm-hmm. But this is what is said about him. It's, it's still all accusations, I believe. Well, I mean, no, in a court of law. Court, okay, whatever. It, testified it under I understand. I, I know or I firmly believe that Barry Bonds was taking some sauce. But right. you can't tell the story without talking about Barry Bonds. Right. So a few quick things on this. I, I don't go by the standard of, well, he was a Hall of Famer before he juiced. Really, do you know the first day that he may have taken something? Do you he know? Because I don't. So if you know, congratulations. Uh, and then, to me, the different the line of demarcation is the day that baseball started issuing out penalties for guys who tested positive for PEDs. That's why, to me, there is a difference between Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and some of the other guys that we're going to discuss here. To me, it's very simple. And um, for other guys, and I've had this discussion with my former colleague when I worked at MLB Network, Tom Verducci. And listen, Tom's an amazing, arguably the greatest writer ever in covering this sport. I, I really believe that he is. I, I think he's fantastic the way he words things. 
the way he words things. I'm saying talent-wise. But I think he's over the top when he comes to this shit. You know, he won't vote for Bonds. He won't vote for Clemens. But I guarantee you he's voted for guys that he knows did it. Now, he always says, well, no, based on my investigative reporting, I can't (laughs) put it, you know, a needle. I can't put a syringe and PEDs in in a guy's hands. I, I don't buy that. I don't buy it. Are amphetamines considered PEDs? They are, right? I mean, they should be. They're certainly not as potent as steroids. Let me tell you this. That was a way of life in the big leagues for yes, years. Talk to any of the old heads. Yeah. And they'll, you don't even have to ask them. They'll walk by and say, I can't believe you guys are playing this game on coffee and Red Bull. Right. You know, back in my day, here was the pot of coffee and there was the pot of coffee with the big X marks on it. And you better know which one you're drinking. Yeah, it was regular Greens. and it was unleaded. And and yeah. and guess what? The hardest thing about being a professional baseball player is the 162 games in 180 days. Being able to feel, you know, to feel good enough to go out and uh-huh. put your best effort is very difficult. It just it's a takes a toll on your body. And greenies could flip the switch like that. Uh-huh. So I don't want to hear it that you know, here's these, these steroids and they're different from that. No, like I'm not going to say a majority of the the players in the hall of fame took amphetamines, but I'm probably going to say I probably right. Listen, dude, I'm with you. I think it's a joke that these guys aren't going to be in. I don't think they're going to get in. I think they'll hover right around 64% or so kind of where they've, they've been the last few seasons. There was a bit of a jump a couple of years ago. That's because there was an influx of new young voters that didn't care. Um, and, but I don't think they're getting in. I just don't think they're getting in it. And I think it's wrong. And I think that uh, we're failing generations from now when we don't have the ability to tell the story because we want to act like it didn't happen or something. I'm very, very confused. With that being know. said, I want to get to the next name who's on the ballot for the first time. Do you think Alex should be in? Yes, I think Alex Rodriguez should be there. Again, look at his numbers. And, yeah, I mean, he's – I mean, is he like – him and Barry are kind of like the face of the steroid thing, would you say? Well, it's Clemens. It's, Clemens. it's Barry. It's – It's but, you know, Rafael Palmero. Rafael Palmero, right. Mark McGuire. Uh, so, see, I get it. Uh, okay. so there's I a did lot not of- have sex with that woman. <laughs> right. Um, Rafael Palmero could never live that clip down. Holy why – why do you say it's okay for A-Rod when he agreed to the longest PED suspension in the history of the sport? Again, I mean, just look at the numbers. That's kind of my take on this whole thing. Like the guys put up the numbers, put them in and tell the story. You can make it a bad story. Cause guess what? It kind of is. I know that people kind of like, like A-Rod now he's, he's turned himself into like a media darling and like kind of like a businessman entrepreneur darling um but you can tell the story of of is his balco or biogenesis i thought he was biogenesis right i think it's biogenesis you can tell that whole story in fact there's been a movie made about it so like it again my view on this people are gonna hate it and i'm gonna get ripped and i just i that's kind of why i don't like talking about it but my view is like these guys should be in there and tell the story that's it Actually, well, you know what? You're remarkably consistent. If anything, I guess I'm inconsistent because I would not vote him in. 
I just, I, I wouldn't. Uh, once again, I draw the, draw the line at baseball started testing. Um, like what? Oh, four. I believe after. that's when it was right. You know, after the Mitchell report and all that sort of stuff, then they agreed to testing and being penalized for testing. And he accepted the, even though he never failed a test, he accepted the longest suspension. And um, listen, I, I haven't been shy about this. To me, the biggest reason why A-Rod has been on Fox, why he's done Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN and everything else is to try and win back the voters. And I think most of the voters are too smart for that. And I don't think they're going to, you know, and he is. But this is, think about what you just said. He's trying yeah. to win back the voters. The voters should be impartial, in my opinion. Well, they are They are impartial, but win back from the standpoint of, uh oh, you know what? He made a mistake and now he's owning up to it, which I don't think he really ever has, no, by the way. Not. Dude, he's, he, he, likes, he likes being front and center. That's why he's, in my opinion, that's why he's doing this stuff. Well, I think that part of it spotlight is... spotlight on him. But you don't think that he wants to be in the Hall of Fame? Like, you don't think that's part, been sure. part of his equation here? I think it means more to him to be like, in the spotlight than in the hall of fame. Like, yeah, it'll be great for him. He'll like that. Cause there'll be more spotlight, but I, I believe he likes, I think it's one in the same that. for him. I think it's all sure. part of a list that he likes to check check Mark on the way out. And I'm not saying, listen, I don't know, Alex, I've had a few conversations with him. I've had a few difficult conversations with him, to be honest with you. Cause he heard some stuff that I've said that he didn't particularly like. It was an uncomfortable conversation that we had one night at a dinner that we were both I at. like that. I, I wish I was there for that. I need to hear more about this after the show. Yeah, well, it wasn't like I didn't, but it, at the end of the day, I have to, if I say something, I have to own up to it. And and by the way, I'm not the first guy to say this about A-Rod either. So all I'm saying is if I had a vote, I would not vote him in. Just wouldn't. I, I would. I just don't, you know, I told, and, and I explained why. Have so you seen the, the guy, guy play baseball though? Yes. Yes. How can and you it makes look me wonder why in the world he had to go do that? If you I listen, agree, but you can say the same thing about Barry Bonds. Well, Bonds was a different thing, I think. I think Barry was so pissed at the 98 home run chase with McGuire and Sosa getting all of the accolades, and Bonds was over there going, are you fucking kidding me? Neither one of these guys are close to as good as I am. And by the way, he's right. Yeah, I think that that's probably the time where he was like, fuck it. You know, if these two guys who were made in a lab, allegedly, are going to get all the love for saving the sport because they had one summer that was awesome, and here I am killing it every day, and I could have won 10 MVPs. That's not a good reason to start, dude. I'm not saying so. it's a good reason. I'm saying I think that that's why. Why did, why did A-Rod want to do something like that? He said he was the most talented player I've ever seen at the most important position. He was my favorite player to watch play the game. I wanted to do everything like A-Rod. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, people know I clown him a lot, and a lot of it's just for fun, and I don't really know Alex. And if we ever do come face-to-face, it's going to be really hilarious, probably, if he's ever seen some of my takes. I'm mm-hmm. friends with a lot of his friends, so maybe it'll happen one day, and I'll have a – a really awkward conversation and you and I could talk about him on there. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'll be curious. What percentage of the vote do you think he gets? First year eligible, right? Mm-hmm. 
I bet it hovers around upper 60s. I bet he's no close. way. You don't no. think? So? I mean, honestly, Chris, I'm going to be honest with everyone right now. I don't freaking know what's going on. I don't really know what how it's trending, how what people are saying You're about him on Twitter. I'm stuff. not really yeah. versed in all this. Got it. Okay. Uh, I would be shocked if it's higher than 35%. That's insane to me. That's insane. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I think that if you got if you got 10 voters in a room, I think you'd be hard pressed to find four who are like, yeah, I'll give them a pass. I also think if you, if you're not voting, get rid of your vote. Why do you have to keep your vote? Just say, I don't want my vote. That's something I should ask Passon and, and Howard Bryan on our special, why they keep it. I should ask. And, and their reason was they just were sick of like people like coming at them about. Well, it takes. was interesting. So I listened for, to it, but I just want to hear it again. Yeah. No, Jeff Passon said he stopped voting after the Joe Morgan um, letter that he received where he was like, we don't want these guys in the Hall of Fame. You know, he felt I like... I can't believe Joe Morgan said that. I got to be honest with well, you. Well, it was probably pushed on him by the Hall of Fame. That's the way Passon read it, and he didn't appreciate that. Where after years of, you know, them wanting some sort of direction from the Hall of Fame because they had it on Pete Rose, but they didn't have it on these you know, alleged steroid abusers, right? That's why why Howard Bryant stopped voting. He said, we didn't get any direction. And so why should I be the one that has to be judge and jury? That's not fair. Like, I can't do that. I need some lines of delineation. I can tell you how good a ball player he was, but I can't tell you how often he used PEDs to improve his performance. Like, that's really hard for me. That's what he said. I got to be honest with you. I, I don't. I don't like either of those takes. I feel like if you sign up for an organization and part of being in an organization is a Hall of Fame vote, you should vote. You don't have to make it public. No, you don't. That's another thing, though. All right, let's move on to another guy that's on the ballot for the first time. Guy that sits next to A Rod on the Fox set, David Ortiz. Yeah, your nay. Think he's getting in. Again, like I'm not super versed on like I don't know like the trends of these voters. In my in my opinion, he should get in. And he's a special case because I think for most people, they think of steroids with David Ortiz. He was named on the the list. It was anonymous. They started doing the anonymous testing to see where we stood, essentially. Mm -hmm. That's my take of it. It's 2003, 2004, they did this anonymous test. Mm -hmm. Ends up not being anonymous. Some names get leaked. David Ortiz is on there. Now, he's always said they never told me what I got tested positive for. And he's always said I haven't taken anything. And then he's never failed another test after that. And he was right. part of the entire time we're testing. I'm talking, we used to get tested. And the, the way we got tested was incredibly wild. It was like you peed it in a plastic thing with a sticker over it. You sent it off. You didn't even know where it went. It's changed a lot now. The bronze situation changed everything. Did you have to have somebody in front of you watch you tinkle? Yeah. I mean, pants to the knees, uh, shirt to the armpits. I mean, you got to show it all. Do you know why they do that? There was, <laughs> there was a guy named um, Ontario Smith who was a running back drafted by the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Who did a who did a drug test? I believe with the Wizenator. Do you know what the Wizenator is? Yeah, <laughs> they don't have one big enough for me. I was going to get one, but <laughs> really, did we just go there? I'm just kidding. Look at so like 
he ne- Ortiz never failed a test. And so he talks about that a lot. Uh, a, a lot of people have their assumptions, which I don't necessarily know where they came from. I, I understand that one uh, failed test in 2003. But, you know, I follow Will Middlebrooks on Twitter, who played with Ortiz all those years. And mm-hmm. he's really adamant about, you know, the kind of guy David was and, and you know, the character. And he says there's, he doesn't believe he did anything. So I think Ortiz kind of gets like lumped in here. And honestly, I don't know if it's fair or unfair. I, I mean, there is the one failed test that his name came up. It, again, we don't know what he tested positive for, but if you're asking me if this guy's had a hall of fame career, yes, yes, he, he should has. be in the hall of fame. Uh-huh. We should be able to learn about him 50 years from now when you go there. Hey, there's Big Poppy. What's up with Big Poppy? Let's read about him. That's the point. Of the Although there are people me. who say that Poppy, um, his accolades on the field are debatable as to whether or not he should be a Hall of Famer. His war will be the lowest for a non-reliever since Jim Rice got into the Hall of Fame about a dozen years ago or so. Yeah, because, I mean, he's just he's a hitter. Right, he's a hitter. And but war if we have not- that position and it's going to even – you're going to have more and more of them obviously coming up. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a position. We can't strictly say here's the 70 war limit. You can't because they, they grade out differently. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was interesting. Howard Bryan on our hall of fame special said that he and Ted Williams or and Ted Williams are the two most important Red Sox ever. That's good enough for me. I mean, if somebody says that it makes you think about it a little bit. He also has almost a 950 OPS in 85 playoff games. Think about that for a second. There are a lot of guys, both hitters and pitchers, whose Hall of Fame numbers get dwarfed when they hit October because you're playing against the best players. You're playing against, you're pitching against the best hitters and you're hitting against the best pitchers. And that guy showed up. Freaking 947 OPS in 85 playoff games. That's incredible. He did it. 541 homers. I wasn't sure how many homers he ended up with, but yeah, a lot. I mean, 500 was the benchmark for a long time, right? Yeah. And then you remember the back-to-back walk-offs in the ALCS in 2004 to turn that series around. Malar always wants to say it was his walk that really got it started, which he does. So I'll give, I'll give my, my, like my boy. Kevin yeah, it was. And he just, they sent him right to the bench, right? <laughs> sit, yeah, sit well, down. You're too slow. Well, who would you rather have running Kevin Millar or Dave Roberts? You want to hear something messed up? Now we're getting off off Hall of Fame voting, which is good for me. Uh, one time, I got pinch ran for. Jamie Carroll, who was forty years old, pinch ran for me. I think but he I could was run. Third. I was like third. Nah, Jamie not at that run. time. He just was faster than me. <laughs> it was a little embarrassing. It's okay. it's okay. Poppy, yes, you're in the Hall of Fame, bro. In my Hall of Fame. All right, uh, let's move on to the case of Poppy's former teammate, Kurt Schilling. He is in his 10th and final year of eligibility, just like Bonds and Clemens. The reason he's not in, it could be several pronged, let's just say. And uh, here's part of the discussion we had about Kurt Schilling and his social media takes, perhaps keeping him out of the Hall of Fame on the Rose Rotation Hall of Fame special. I voted based on what a guy did on the field. I think the character clause is complete garbage and needs to be extricated from the entire process because I think the notion that sports writers are going to be the moral arbiters 
for baseball players is positively laughable. And the reason why I don't think the character clause needs to go is because this sport spends a lot of time profiting off of character. They spend a lot of time selling character. They go out of their way to sell people's characters and the players go out of their way to sell character. So if you're going to try to profit off of character, you better walk the walk. That, of course, uh, the voices of Jeff Passan and Howard Bryant, uh, two eligible Hall of Fame voters who no longer vote. Go listen to the entire uh, episode on Rose Rotation. It really was fascinating for an hour. Um, do you think that Kurt Schilling is not in Cooperstown because of his social media presence and takes in recent years? And if so, do you think that's okay? Again, I don't know. I'm more in tune with like hitters numbers and kind of where that lies with the Hall of Fame. I don't know pitchers like benchmarks, if you will. I'm looking 216 wins. I know 300 wins was like, that was the benchmark. It's really hard to get there now. I don't think we'll probably ever see a 300 game winner again. I don't think. Mm -hmm. Um so that benchmarks there, the three, four, six ERA, like that seems like it's okay to me. Like maybe not like the best, I guess over 20 years, it's really good. What am I to say? Yeah. Um, the strikeout, so, here's a, the thing about Schilling, his strikeout numbers are off the charts. Yeah. The strikeout numbers are legit. His innings and his, um, his playoff numbers are fantastic. Yes. That's what he's known for strikeouts and playoffs essentially. I mean, and, and, and a lot of other things. Yes. He's a hall of fame baseball player. And I think if you leave it at that, then you have your answer. You might not agree with him on his political beliefs, or you might say, well, he said some stupid things, but like we're talking straight up baseball prowess. Like he's in the Hall of Fame. I know he asked to not be in the Hall of Fame, right? right. Isn't that, didn't he, he has say to be like, taken off? He asked last year to be taken off the ballot for his final year, and they would not allow him to be taken off the ballot. Um, but don't you remove, like, and this is my opinion, and I get people are going to differ. If I'm voting in the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. for, for the Hall of Fame, I remove any personal feelings I have towards someone. Mm-hmm. Like, bottom line, that's the first thing that goes. Do I personally align with them? Has nothing to do uh, with my voting. My voting would be, let me look at this guy as a baseball player. And there are times where, like in life, you got to have some feel, okay? So, like, mm-hmm. we're talking, you know, uh, Ortiz and you know, his war is, is low, but like, dude, like, let's talk, let's, let's figure this out. Like he was a DH clearly like he's not going to get any defensive war. Um, blah, blah, blah. You have to have some feel with Kurt. I just feel like if you just look at the numbers, he's in. And again, if you need to tell the story, tell the story, I I just, so so I think I've said yes to every single person. Yeah, but, but that's okay. Because if you just look at who they are, and what they did on the field, I think most, I think 75% of people would agree that the four names that we've talked about so far all d- deserve to be in. It's the other things, the ancillary things that are dancing around that have, in my opinion, prevented them. And I do think that social media has kept Kurt Schilling out of Cooperstown. And I do believe it's dead wrong. I want to make this point very firmly. I am a... I can't believe that Kurt Schilling and I are the same species with how we believe and how we walk through life. I respect a lot of people's opinions that aren't my own, that don't align with me. I think his are dangerous. 
Okay. Well, I don't even know what they are. I'm not. Well, then I'm not I, I don't even want to discuss. I guess I got to look it up. You yeah, you do. Talk about it. You but. do. And I do. With all that being said, if I had a vote, I would vote for Kurt Schilling. I would because I thought he was good enough to be in the Hall of Fame. And people would say, well, why would you want him to, to have that stage? Once again, to me, it is a museum. And the day is the day. And, um, and that's it. You know, like my life will go on that day afterward. And if we were to take, if I were to take uh, grandkids 25 years from now to Cooperstown and we'd walk past Kurt Schilling's plaque, Hey, tell me about Kurt Schilling. Part of the conversation would be about what he did say and what he tweeted about and his thoughts. It wouldn't be the first thing that jumps out of my mouth. But it would be part of the conversation. I totally get that. And we need to have conversations like this. And you can disagree with people. And you could even say, wow, that's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That guy is an idiot. Like, that's okay to have those conversations. But guess what? Go into that hall. And you go to the, you know, forties or fifties or sixties or whatever, and you put social media with those guys, they're probably going to say some really stupid stuff too. Like that's kind of where I, my mind always goes like, what about all the guys that are in? Like, I know they're not all like great dudes. Like that's just facts. People like Mm -hmm. all the players that have played, there's going to be some bad people, some bad eggs. That's just right. That's the numbers game you're playing here. But like, Again, for me, this is my take, and I think it summarizes everything I've already said. I will just go strictly by baseball, and then if you needed to tell a different story, you tell a different story to go along with the baseball. That's extremely consistent. Um, I did. I want to leave you with this on the shilling stuff. I had a former Philly tell me I hated that motherfucker four days, but on that fifth day, I couldn't get him out to the mound fast enough. I just couldn't. He was like, I wanted, I, mean, I wanted to he, kill him four days a week. That's why I, I play with a lot of guys like that, dude. Not everyone's a super nice guy. Right. All right. Last one, very quickly. Who's the one guy on this ballot that, in your opinion, does not get enough love? On this ballot, mm-hmm. I need to see the ballot. Oh, you go I'll give first. You mine. I'll give you mine. Billy Wagner. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a that is a good one. Yeah, four hundred twenty-two saves, uh, basically twelve Ks per nine. Nasty, dude. Nasty. I I've always thought that the the hall has not been kind to relievers, for the most part. And I know that oh. he he pitched in the era where it wasn't Bruce Suter, it wasn't Raleigh Fingers, it wasn't the where Goose Gossage, where guys were going multiple innings. But that's not his fault. But he sure as hell was one of the best. You know, and people say, well, he didn't get enough top five or 10 Cy Young votes. I, I understand that, but they're not all Hall of Famers are created equally. I never thought of Craig Biggio as an MVP, but he sure as hell was around long enough to put up pretty good numbers and help his team win a lot of games. So not all Hall of Famers are created the same. I, I have two, and I think we've, I might have talked about this before. Billy Wagner is a great one. He's like, when you think about what he would do with the baseball, you just kind of shiver a little bit as a hitter. Right. Uh, so I have two. Joe Nathan never gets mentioned among like the relievers that mm-hmm. need to be in the Hall of Fame. But go just go to his baseball reference page, check it out. You know, 
it's pretty damn impressive. But my main guy who doesn't get enough love is Scott Rowland. And maybe I have a soft spot for him because I played third base. But when you – he's another guy. If you just watched him play, you're like, oh, okay. Like, to me, he was an incredible defensive third baseman. Could hit, right. was reliable. I mean, played for long enough. I don't know what else you need. I enjoyed yeah. watching him play a lot. So, Scott Rowland's like – I think that's a personal thing for me. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I really uh, think he needs more love. That's another uh, position that's not well represented in Cooperstown. It's third base. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. We'll be keeping our eyes glued, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it on the next edition of Baseball Today. This is tough for me, bro. I'm serious. But, I hope, and by I the hope, way, I hope people understand that, like, I'm not – I don't like – I have a huge problem with guys that take steroids. I've had it in my – like, my personal life, it affected it. Um, and you know, friendships and stuff like that. Like I am not a proponent of steroids whatsoever. I'm clean, never did anything like that. Uh And I'm proud of that. But when we're talking hall of fame, I think we, you you guys know my position now. Well, it's interesting because the other sport that I cover the NFL for the pro football hall of fame, they actually tell you, you do not consider anything that happened outside the white lines, anything. So they didn't care that Lawrence Taylor was snorting the 20 yard line. They didn't care about that. They were like, could that motherfucker go get the quarterback? Oh, okay, good. And that's the way they vote. So they give very strict parameters. Whereas in the baseball world, they're like, well, he's got to be a good guy. You. That's so weird. It is so Baseball's weird. like chock full of bad eggs. I mean, what? Yeah. Why do we way, pretend like we're some purest sport? We're not. So it's the streaming profession. So is mainstream media. So are so is the life of attorneys. So are uh, people who drive garbage trucks. Every walk of life has great people. Every walk of life has shitty people that you wouldn't piss on if they were on fire. So, <laughs> I'm you know, I, I don't want this to come off as a holier than thou discussion, but people can formulate their own opinions based on what we've said over the last several minutes here. And by the way, I don't think anybody's getting in again. And I think that sucks for this sport. There's nothing worse than having a shutout in this sport. And it will have been the third time in like the last nine years or something, including back to back. That ain't good for your sport, folks. It ain't yeah, good. Know, Let's clean it up a little bit. Know. All right. Clean it up. Yep. But when we resume, and I think we're going to do a, an edition on Friday. So we got kind of a weird, weird one. We dropped one on Monday. We're going to drop another one on Friday. It's just our schedule's a little quirky that we can't talk about. Hey, why are you wearing a Giants hat? Is that for Bonds? Yeah, I'm representing Barry Bonds. And once again, Barry, like I wasn't, I'm not the biggest Bonds fan. I liked, I loved watching him play. Um, But I just, I honestly believe he should be in the Hall of Fame. Went to a Halloween party back in the day. Brad Penny's house, okay? Um. Go with my brother, a couple of my buddies. We're there. I'm dressed up as Kobe Bryant, really feeling good. Um, my brother's like, dude, like, how amazing is this guy's co- costume? Like, I'm like, look over there. He's like, he looks just like Barry Bonds. It was Barry Bonds, <laughs> but he's very skinny. You just at that point, you weren't used to seeing him really skinny yet. And my brother was like shocked. He's like, that's Barry Bonds. I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah, you look different. I was at a charity function and he was at one of the big, big tables and he 
inner circle area and I was kind of on the outskirts with Michelle and we made eye contact and I had said a lot of like fucked up shit on best damn. I think I've kind of changed my mood here a little bit about where we stand on steroids. I think back then I was kind of on a pedestal and a young guy in the business and trying to make my stand and all that sort of stuff. We made eye contact and he gave me one of these. And I was like, Ooh, I was like, Michelle, you're coming with me. You can't hurt me if my wife's standing next to me. So we went over there, shook hands. He's like, Hey man, I just wanted to say I'm a big fan and I watch your stuff. You do a great job. I was like, wow. He killed you around with kindness like, right there. That's the way to do it. I was like, you must be mistaking me for the other generic host that's in this business because, but he was very kind. Uh, I don't think I've seen him much since then. I think that was my one interaction with him. You know what? That is a golden like uh, example of what to do. If you got haters out there, you got some haters, the wor- the best thing, the way you can get back at your haters, be nice to them. Mm-hmm. You're right. So true. I do that all the time. It's true. All right, dude. I know this was a little uncomfortable for you. Do you feel okay, though, with how things work? I don't know. I'm probably going to yell that on social media. But who cares? Whatever, That's but... okay. People are allowed to voice their opinions. People don't like my shit all the time. Listen, if you can't take it, then you got to get out now. I don't want you to because I love doing the show with you, but you can't. Chris, I can take it, bro. Okay, okay? good. Just because, I can, just because I can take it doesn't mean I want it. All right. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right. Thanks very much for watching uh, baseball today. We will see you again once again on Friday. Different day this week. We'll see you then. Peace.